guess we'll have to go this route again. Hello. Amen. I thought I'd come back with a big he-man voice. I've come back with a female voice, I think. <laughs> Amen. But we'll just do what we got. Go with it. I think I'll talk again. I ain't going to give up. Amen. God's good. Turn to uh, Deuteronomy 6 and 1 Corinthians 13. thing you know, they'd be little young'uns everywhere, amen. They'd, so that's the way to their heart is through their belly, evidently, amen. But they're hungry. They're hungry. I thought about in Cuba, and I don't remember if it was the second or third trip I went into Cuba, but we went into a little shack and a little narrow street. It wasn't room for a car, but they could run motorcycles and little four-wheelers up and down the street. We went into this little shack to have church, and there was an awfulest racket right down the street. And I finally got some over there and interpreter to tell me. And they said it was devil worship. Just, uh, just a house or two down from where we was trying to worship God. They wasn't bashful. They were making loud music, just like Nebuchadnezzar wanted them that Josh read this morning when they played the music to bow down to his image. And that's how the devil's crowd, they're making a racket. Amen. I thought, I was over to the hospital on Tuesday, Thursday, I believe it was, me and Scotty, and bowed down to pray with Wesley Barker and it's so embarrassing to get out and squeal and shut off and won't come out. You just give it all you got. But the devil's crowd's making a racket that the church people are hearing. Amen. And it's keeping them out of church. Our church, if we love God, should be full this morning. It ought to be running over. We should be standing at the wonders in this warm weather, looking in to hear the Word of God. Not because I'm here, but the Word of God. And Jesus is soon coming back. Can y'all hear me this morning? I'm just going to preach on love. Hello. Y'all can believe this or not, but I'm just going to preach on love. Amen. It's what God gave me. Been dealing with me. 
chapter of Deuteronomy. Now these are the commandments, the statutes and the judgments which the Lord your God commanded to teach you. The Lord God commanded to teach you that you might do them in the land whether you go to possess it. I'm going to tell you something. I possessed some things when God saved my soul. Amen. And I need to testify of the goodness of God. And I thought here in Exodus 20, Moses wrote down the Ten Commandments. You can go read them. Y'all know them. This is something like roughly 40 years later. And Moses said in the in the fifth chapter there, he gave them these commandments again. And he said, I give them to you that you use them when you go to possess the land. When you go get the land that, that God has given you. And he said, what I want to get across today, the commandments in Exodus ain't changed. Amen. Over in the New Testament today. And one that's really on my heart is to bear our parents and our days will be long. We've left that. Amen. The next and remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. I don't know. I don't know. But I wonder if God is hearing that preacher's prayer that's standing up at the racetrack today and asking God to bless a race that's made millions of dollars. Amen. And asking God to bless it on the Sabbath day. What's wrong with racing on Saturday? Our schools, our county schools, have got so busy that they can't play ball on Friday and Saturday. Hello. And we can't get enough in of the junk of the world till we've got to take the Sabbath day. Ooh, I'm sorry about that squeezing. That wasn't me. That wasn't me, really. It wasn't me. But think about it. And it makes people mad. We work all week, but we got to take off Sunday to go on vacation. Hello. And we jump in our car and ride through the leaves and look at the beauty of God. On Sunday, it was our Friday. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. What I'm going to preach on is love has gone out of the church. Love has gone away from God. We wonder, I hear it all the time, why ain't the church like it used to be? Why ain't I like I used to be? Why ain't you like you used to be? When only I had church to go to and when I didn't have money and I, and I couldn't go, amen, I was pleased to come to church. The kids used to be so happy to go to a church when they'd have Saturday and Sunday meeting all weekend. They were so pleased to go to church just to play. Or just fellowship. But now we've got 
so many things that's more important than God. So as the Bible says plainly to the seven churches of Asia Minor, to the church of Ephesus, and he said, we have left our first love. He said, because you're neither hot or cold, I will spew you out of my mouth. That's the word of God. And then the preacher stands up and says, if you've been saved, you can't get away from God no matter what you do. Neighbor, we're deceived today. America is deceived. America thinks we're a strong nation that the devil can't take over. And he's setting up camp in your house. He's setting up camp in our churches. He's setting up camp on our workplaces. And our politicians have been full of it for years. Amen. Amen. Talked to one this week and said, I can't come to church because there's hypocrites there. Hey, has any of you ever been a hypocrite? Like Larry Johnson said in the prayer room, every one of us have been a hypocrite at some time or other. We tried to teach something that we wasn't doing ourselves. We tried to put somebody in our basket and we wouldn't go there ourselves. What I'm saying today, that we've left our first love. When I got saved, there was nothing like church. There was nothing like the pastor standing behind the pulpit because he put his arm around me and he loved me. There was great respect for the man of God, for the teachers of God, the people that sung the gospel of Jesus Christ. The amazing grace of God. But neighbor, when I growed into it a little bit, Satan showed me a black spot in the pastor. Satan showed me I didn't have to go to church. There wasn't no use. Satan let me get my feelings hurt, and I said I won't go back. And then I was a young Christian. Amen. Put in as a deacon in 1968. Too young. I had to fight a battle. I didn't have no other deacons to go to. I had to fight a battle. And I'm going to tell you who come through. The same God that brought Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego out of the fire. The same God delivered me. Amen. Without the smell of smoke. Hallelujah. Glory be unto God. And he's still delivering today if we'll love him. If we'll love him. Let me read to you. Today I heard Mr. Womack, amen, to try to teach against the law, to break the law down. The commandments that were under the law are still good under grace. We need to praise God that we're under grace. Let me read what the Word said. Second verse of 6th chapter of Deuteronomy. That thou mightest fear the Lord thy God to keep all the statues, the statues are the laws of Almighty God, keep all the statues and the commandments which I command thee, thou and thy sons and thy sons' sons all the days of thy life, and that thy days may be prolonged. I thought about in Bible days, some live, Methuselah, I believe it's 960 years old. There we, we see, oh, uh, uh, as, he built, as he built the ark, glory to God, amen, and there he was, 
120 years old Noah. Amen. So, uh, and, and today, if somebody reaches 100, it's a great miracle. Amen. What our days ain't prolonged because we've lost the love of God. We've lost the authority that God has given us. There's too many run into the ditches and the highways and the sideways. Amen. Glory to God. And not obeyed what God told us to do. Amen. Hallelujah. And he said, Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, do this thing, that it may be well with thee, and that ye may increase mightily as the Lord God of thy fathers has promised thee in the land that floweth with milk and honey. I'd like to tell you something today. Honey, I've walked the streets of Jerusalem, been down the aisles, amen, in, in Israel. And I'm going to tell you something. There's never been a place that's flowed with milk and honey like the United States of America has. Honey, they had many things, amen, but they were walking. Today we're riding in a fine car. They had to be in person to hear somebody. But today they're sitting at home in the hospital bed. It's uh, in the glory to God in the nursing homes that are still able to listen to the word of God. How America has been blessed with milk and honey. Uh, we've had electricity. Uh, we've had inside johns. Uh, we've been blessed a roof over our head. So many in Israel with a land flowing with milk and honey only lived in a tent. Glory to God. And we've left our first love. We've quit praying in God for the roof over our head of the clothes on our back of the blessings of life that God has given us we've put God in second place and God won't play second fiddle to no old guitar I'm going to tell you God will be first or he won't be at all if you're lost today don't look at the church look past the church and look to Calvary a Glory to God. I told one this week, uh, I don't give up and let things bother you and take you out of the house of God. Church is on the way home. I've done read it in the Word of God. Honey, we need to get right and press in on God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Glory to God. And he said in the third verse, Hear therefore Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with us. So if we observe the word of God and do it, it'll be well with our soul, that you may increase mightily in the Lord God of your fathers, that it promised thee the land full of milk and honey. And the fourth verse said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is Lord. Hear, O Israel, the Lord, the Lord our God is our Lord. And thou shalt listen to this fifth verse. And this is no different than it says in the New Testament. And he said, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of thy heart and with all of thy soul and with all of thy might. Hello, church. Hello, church. I'm going to tell you, we stay out of church because... Uh, because, uh, amen, a kin folks come up from Georgia visiting. 
We'll stay out of church because it's the bad weather today. We stay out of church, amen, because glory to God, we're supposed to go eat with a friend and they can't meet you no other time. I got an aunt and uncle that's in the grave today, and I told them if they come on Wednesday night, they could come to church or sit at the house till I got back. Amen. Glory to God. That's a standard that's got to be set. I'm going to tell you something. I crank the car, and if who gets in it can ride to church with me. And those that wants to stay in the house can stay in the house. I can't change it, but I've got to keep Bill as close to God as I can keep Bill. Hey, glory to God. God's done something for me. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to read that again. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God. Is our God, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thy heart. He said, These words, these commandments shall be in our heart. Can I tell you, we've walked so far away from God. American church has walked so far away from God till the priest. Don't think there's anything wrong with molesting the little boy. Amen. The preacher in our Baptist churches, don't think there's anything wrong with taking off with a woman in the church. Hey, we go to visit somebody that's broken hearted and they're down and they're discouraged. The next thing we know, we try to love them. Amen. Instead of loving them in God, we throw lust on them. Amen. And it's happening all over our land today. There's been one deacon right after another fell because of lust. Amen. I find more in the Bible that fell because a man lusted after a woman. Amen. And went in his own direction to satisfy flesh. And he lost the love of Almighty God. Neighbor, we need the love of God. I'm going to jump over to Matthew. Appreciate that, Ben. Stick with me, brother. Amen. Over in Matthew 22. Matthew 22. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, he was a Pharisee, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the great commandment of the law? And Jesus said unto him, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of thy heart and with all of thy soul and with all of thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. That's the same commandment that God gave Moses and commanded Moses to tell the people in Exodus 20 and to go right on to Deuteronomy, amen, 5, and tell them of the same thing because a 40-year generation had passed and some of these people hadn't heard it. Some of you that have been here 40 years may have forgot the commandments of God. Some of you may have think that you've got under grace, amen, and you can't get away from God. You may think you've got the bull by the horn, but I'm going to tell you something. 
Honey, he'll turn and tear you up. The flesh will break you down. The flesh will bring you under subjection to Satan. But the Spirit of God will lift you up. It'll take care of every problem you got. He's bigger than any problem that we've got today. Glory to God. And he said in the Word of God, Thou art the... This is the first and great commandment. And he said in the 39th verse of the 22nd chapter of Matthew, Jesus is writing. And he said the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love the Lord. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Of these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. On these two commandments, honey, if we keep them, the other commandments will live them. How many of you today, listen to me, how many of you today would just go out and kill Andy? Just go out and kill Andy. And not think nothing about it. Because we know that's a commandment. For thou shalt not kill. But yet, we forgot the Sabbath day. How many today how many today have testified of the goodness of God and they're sitting at home? Hello? Bill, don't preach on that. We had a reason to stay at home. God knows what it is, soreness. Yeah. You had an injection of soreness. Amen. That kept us out of the house of God. Hey, this makes the church quiet, but I'm going to tell you something. God is love. If we don't have love, we don't have God. I'm gonna tell, I love my wife. She's fucked with me, golly, 63 years. I love my wife, but I can't let God down for my wife. I love my boys. Scotty testified that, that the, the message Wednesday night got on him. Must not got on him bad enough. He'd be here today. Amen. I ain't going to take up for mine, so why am I going to take up for you? Amen. If you're going to testify the goodness of God, live it. Amen. Amen. If you ain't going to sweep the floor when I ain't here, there ain't no use to sweep it when I am. Hello? That's the land we're living in today. God in heaven knows my thoughts. He knows where I've been this week. He knows what's going on in my life. And the Word of God said, on these two commandments hang all the law. All the law, all the way through the Bible, all the way through Jesus' time. And the prophets, it hangs on these two commandments. I want us to get that through our mind and through our head. Oh, John, I need to read a little bit in John right here. First John, First John chapter 4, he said, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. Everyone that loveth is born of God. 
He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. So who am I the judge? Am I the judge if you don't love your neighbor as yourself? Mm. The Bible plainly, plainly tells us that mother will turn against daughter and daughter against mother. Mother-in-law, son against their daddy, daddy against their son. And the Bible said all of this is going to happen in the last days. Can we call that love? I'm preaching on we have walked away from God. We've walked away from the love of God. And he said, and this was manifest. And this was manifest, the love of God toward us. Because that God sent his only begotten son unto the world that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. That God sent his own son, his only begotten son, to be our propitiation, to stand between us and sin and tell God, this is my son. I forgive them of their sin, and God accepts us into heaven. This thing is serious today, but we've got to love our neighbor as ourselves. We've got to care about our neighbor as ourselves. I'm going to tell you, we don't do it today. It was a time, I remember it well. Remember it well when I was a boy. And an old barn, a biker barn could burn. And the whole community would come in and help build that barn back. A man might have bad luck in his family. And they would work it in and make room to prime their tobacco. Amen. The day that they wasn't priming their own. They'd get help to come in. Like y'all went and helped with Roger and Veer. Roger said it took him. Eight hours, you know, he done it in a little bit, maybe eight days. <laughs> it took a long time. But I know one thing, when you went to Veer's house to clean, you done messed up. You can't clean a house that's clean. You can't do nothing else to a house that's clean. But I can remember the barn raisins, and I remember very well sitting over in Round Peak, and they had corn chuckings, and they did have a, I forgot the liquor in the middle of the corn pile, but they had corn shuckings. And everybody would come in and they'd have a frolic and they would help each other. Today, we don't have time to love our neighbor. If ours is sick, we take off. But do we have time for somebody else's? Do we have time to go for somebody else? I'm telling us the reason the church ain't like it used to be is because we ain't like we used to be. And the reason we're not like we used to be is because we don't love our neighbor as ourselves. We don't love God like we love God. I knew without a shadow of a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt, when I got saved, I knew this was the greatest event in my entire life. 
Nothing had ever happened in my entire life like getting saved. But do I appreciate being saved? Have I forgot what I came out of? And can I remember who brought me out? Have I left my first love? I wanted to go. I wanted to tell. I wanted to be in church. I wanted to be around the people of God. But finally, you start finding fault. We get our feelings hurt. If you wear your feelings on your shoulder, I'm going to hurt them. Amen. If I don't, somebody else will. Somebody else will. I'm going to go to the book of Corinthians. Amen. May read the whole chapter. Thirteenth chapter of First Corinthians. Remember, we remember the commandments from Exodus to Deuteronomy to Matthew did not change. So God ain't changed. He's made it easier and easier and easier for us. I can remember even 54 years ago when I first started the church, a lot of the old people couldn't read. They couldn't read. But God has blessed us under grace till I dare say there's not anybody in here that's from six, seven, eight years old that can't read. Some better than others, but we can read. You know, I don't believe they had glasses back in Moses' time. Here when we get to, we can't see. Because the Bible said Moses there, that he still had his eyesight when God buried him. Still had his eyesight. We are made till we can see. We're made till we can, when our eyes goes bad, we can see. You know, hearing aids. Hey, Moses didn't have no hearing aids. I'm fixed till I can have hearing aids. We take our car for granted to ride down the road. I'm going to tell you, I take heat and oil for granted when I call and they said it's $5, and I forgot, $5.57.58 a gallon for K1 kerosene. I said, ma'am, there'll be some cold butts this winter. Yeah, people can't do it. We not give God praise, honor, and glory for the milk and honey that he gave us. I thought, oh boy, Ben, I bought gas for $3.03 a gallon milking. I thought, oh, I bought it for $0.13, a gallon down at Charlie Fry's, and I never praised God for it. Hello? That's where we're at today. We got medical facilities on every hand. Urgent care here and urgent care there. And you go and pay forty dollars copay and they don't know what's wrong with you. Doctor Cox said, Oh boy, I'll give you a shot and you'll be all right. You ain't got no money, bring me a half a gallon of buttermilk later. 
I'm saying love has gone out of our homes. Our, our children don't respect. And we've got so caught up in grace till most of us don't need a preacher. We don't know it all. Hello? We don't need church because we know what we're going to do. We done made up our mind. He said in the 13th chapter of 1 Corinthians, Though I speak with the tongue of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become a sounding brace or a tinkling cymbal. We're just making a racket and there's nothing happening without charity. And though I have the gift of prophecy, this ain't saying you ain't saved. This ain't talking to lost people. He said, though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith and that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. That's the message I want to preach today. Without charity, we're nothing. Bush can go into the jail, but without charity, he's nothing. I can pastor a church, stand behind the pulpit, do everything exactly right, but if I don't have charity, I'm as nothing. Amen. We can visit every hospital in town, but without charity, I'm nothing. Neighbors, I've been in the nursing home. Everyone around I've preached in, as far as I know, one time or another. Neighbors, some of those little little feeble hands raise up, and you know all they stand, all they understand is love. Some of them can't even talk to you, but some that can, would you tell my people to come see me? Just starve to death for love. Hey, have you ever been in your own home, your own house, and it seemed like there wasn't no love there? Have you ever been there? Janet has. Janet has. Because I had too much on my mind. Other things that I needed to do. The Bible tells me to love my wife as I do myself. That's Bible. And to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy mind, and all of thy soul. And that's above your spouse. That's above anything else. God has made it possible for me to love. I didn't know love. I recognized lust early. But I didn't know love till I met God. Can I tell you the churches in our land are sitting full of people that don't know love, that don't know God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. I remember a fellow, and I might not ought to hush, I guess, but I remember a fellow when I was a young, young boy. My mom and his wife was big buddies. And I remember sometimes he would drive them. But I 
remember he molested this old boy when I was a real young boy. I remember it well. A grown man molested Preacher Bill in a big time way. And I tried to tell Mama, and Mama said that wouldn't happen. He's such a good feller. I'm going to tell you what God done for me. I won him to the Lord in Yadkin County Prison because his sins caught up with him. Wasn't nothing done when he molested me. But when he got caught molesting, he died in prison. I believe from the bottom of my heart that I won him to the Lord down in the floor because he remembered Bill as a little boy. He knew I didn't forget my sins. I knew why he was in prison. He knew why he was in prison. Think about it, church. If you think your kids don't know what's going on, you're nuts. They know what's going on. They know if you're a Christian or a brawler. They know if you love God or if you don't. Your actions every day, Jamie, tells us what we are. Not just on Sunday. Not just on Sunday. Listen to the Word of God. This quietest Mount Vernon's ever been. Bill Anderson said, and I done said this, Bill Anderson said, if you whisper, they can get their attention. Amen. So I must have somebody's attention this morning. And he said, And I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity. I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. I'm going to tell you there's a lot of good works going on without charity. And you know what the Bible said? It profiteth us nothing. It profiteth us nothing. Amen. And he said up there, and I have not charity. I am nothing. I am nothing. Do you, can you look at yourself and see that love ain't like it used to be? Can you? Janet would have given her eye teeth way back in 57, 58 to be my wife and then when she ended up my wife, amen, it wasn't just like she thought it was going to be. Hello? There was trouble at our house. She wouldn't listen to them that told her, don't marry that boy, he's a drunk. She wouldn't listen. Today we're not listening. But can I tell you something? It's going to catch you. It's going to catch you. If she hadn't loved me, she would have never stayed 63 years. If I hadn't loved God and him loved me first, he loved me when I was in sin. And then I loved him because he's my Savior. I'd have never been here 54 years. It ain't my works that got me here. It ain't who I know. It ain't who I patted on the back. It's the love of God that got me here. And if I ain't got charity or love, 
I'm nothing. I'm not profited by anything. Think about it. We got people all over the land that have got money, giving great money to build great cathedrals. The Lutherans, the Catholics. How about it? Seventh-day Adventist can throw up a church in a week. But where's love? And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Charity or love suffereth long. Can I tell you how I know that people don't have the love of God? They'll pout on you in a minute. They'll quit you in an Alabama minute. They'll walk out on you. They don't have the love of God. They say, God sent me here. How about our little preacher? He said, God sent me to Mount Vernon. If y'all can find him, I won't speak to him. Amen. Do we know? Do we know the voice of God? I, my little preachers ain't here today. They're preaching somewhere else. But I've tried to encourage them not hear the wrong voice. Satan will open a door and set a trap for our young boys. I know what I'm talking about. Charity suffer long is kind is charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself. Charity don't boast about itself. Honey, charity's humble. Vaunteth not itself. It's not puffed up. Fear first. Doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, and is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. Can I tell you something today? The very minute the love of God begins to diminish in my mind, I begin to think evil. I've got to call it back, the love of God. I've got to shun evil. I've got to push it away. Neighbor, where are we at today? Rejoice not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, and hopeth all things, and endureth all things. Honey, can I tell you something? Charity endures. Love endureth. That's why I know so many that say I'm a chick, a Christian, a child of God, and have testified. They don't live what they testify of. They don't live what they preach. They don't live where they walk. Charity never fails. Love never fails. Everything else can fall, honey. But love, charity never faileth. But where there be prophecies, they shall fail. Where there be tongues, they shall cease. Where there be knowledge, he shall vanish away. We are living in the most knowledgeable time that's ever been known to mankind. Neighbor, but we are spiritually ignorant. Spiritually ignorant. We have figured out every loophole to get through and try to dodge the Word of God to justify ourselves. How can a church of the living God that has love in it let a, a gay man stand behind the pulpit. How can we turn on our TV and watch some of the junk that's going on on TV today? Our children are inquisitive.
They are sucking this up. They make it look like it's so much fun. Does not the world make it look like it's so much fun? They're just having a ball. How does the church act? How does the church act? I beg you, would you raise your right hand and give God a praise? Give God a little bit of glory. Oh, what an effort it is. Oh, what an effort it is. I had knocked down, I'm talking about, with my brother-in-law, he's dead now. But we had knocked down drag-out fights just because we didn't agree on the race car driver. Yeah. I wouldn't run back and stand up for God under no circumstances that way, would I? I'd be afraid I'd make somebody mad. This was an old dirt track. These were just penny ante races up here on the mountain at Edmonds. Wasn't nobody. Nobody. But boy, we'd stand up for it, wouldn't we? Mm. I could go on, but I think I've put a thought on your mind. We'll stand up for that that we love. Hey, we'll stand up for that that we care about. Eighth verse, charity never faileth. But where there be prophecies, they shall fail. Where there be tongues, they shall cease. Where there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. Can I tell you something? It said prophecy would go away. But prophecy is only in part. It ain't, it ain't hope. We don't know it all yet. He said tongues are just in part, and they'll go away. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child. Are we not still children? Are we not still children? Hmm. We're still talking like little children. I speak as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. We read up. We love attention. We like for our name to be called. We like to be in the spotlight. And he said, for now, we see through a glass darkly. But then face to face, now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. And now about a faith, hope, and charity, these things, but the greatest of these is charity. He said we abide in faith. We, the Bible said it's impossible to please God without faith, but the greatest of these is charity. The Bible said that we see in part, we see through a glass darkly, and he said that prophecy is just in part. And I'm going to tell you, it sounds silly, I know, but I'm going to tell you what provoked this message. I had to go to the scripture and start hunting. I was sitting outside, and there was a yellow jacket. kept buzzing me. I was sitting in the sunshine making these old bones. Y'all understand that? few more years. Amen. Anyway, I got up and got a fly swap. Swung a time or two at the yellow jacket. Don't know it, I got it. 
But I looked as the sun shined through my fly swat. There was a fly swat on the cement of the car porch where the sun shined through. That wasn't a fly swat, but that was an image of it. I remember back in, way back yonder, 04, 05. 05, I was helping Butch. Had some signs to put up at Elkin Hospital. And it said imaging. I said, what in the God world was imaging? He said, the same thing as x-ray. I said, won't say x-ray instead of imaging. It takes a picture of it, but it ain't the real thing. So I found out what imaging is. I've had two or three lately. I've been imaged. Hello. But I looked, and, and I, I don't understand all of this. But we're not seeing the real thing. We're just seeing in part. We've not got the whole reality of hell. We ain't got the whole reality. We ain't got the whole reality of heaven. We're just looking through a, a glass darkly, just getting the little image of what God is. I got a little touch when he saved me. I got a little touch when he healed me. And then when he fixed me several other times, then I seen somebody else get saved. That was a little image of the working of Almighty God. But to see God, the Bible said, no man seen God face to face. But the Bible said plainly that we'll know as we are known. And I'm going to tell you it's going to be different. But I looked, and I had that fly swat, and I looked at it. But that image down there on that cement wasn't orange like my fly swat. And it was a little bit smaller. I know I'm nuts. But I thought, God, what is that scripture? And I looked on the on the cement and I had a chrome bumper on that old pickup sitting there. I looked up on that chrome bumper and there was another image. And it was even smaller. It was even smaller than the one on the car porch. The sun was shining through it. But it wasn't a real thing. And I thought, seemed like every time we get another image, we get farther away from God. The easier it is to pull it up on our phone. I'm blessed with my 9 o'clock daily verse. I praise the Lord for it coming up. Praise God for it. But do we have to dig like we used to dig in the Bible? to see what God wants us to do. Think on that a minute. And make a lick of sense to none of you. But from the fly swat to the image on the car porch was smaller. Then the image from a car porch reflected up in the chrome bumper on the pickup was smaller. Have we forgot I can go back to Deuteronomy and read to you. As things begin to look good to the children of Israel, they forgot what God done for them. Terry, it's so easy to forget the hellhole that was in. It's done me good lately a place or two that I've had the privilege to go in and see what God 
brought me out of. The mind, the mentality of mankind and how God brought me out of that. I thought that was the place for me, but God took me out of that. But I'm just seeing in part, just seeing in part what God has got for me. Just what the Bible said, without a vision, men perish. I got a little vision there of that image or that reflection and the great sun shining through it. But it didn't have no color. By the time it got to my bumper, it was a little more blurred. It wasn't as bright as looking at my old orange fly swat. That's how God sends us a message. That's how simple our God is. To be so great that he sent his son to die that you and I could have eternal life. That we could have eternal life. Sing a song, brother. If you will stand, if you don't know that you've got eternal life, Today, the altar's open. I'll not push you. I'll not drag you. I'll just be there with you to help you know that God is real. God will stay with you. Fifty-four years, I know God has been with me. Come as God speaks to our heart. 375. Can God have his own way in our life? 